Welcome to the Buzzin' with the Boys Fantasy Podcast. And let me tell you, the boys are buzzing this week. We got bourbon with chow. We got beers for the boys. And we got fantasy football coming right up. So we're going to start it off. I, I am Pook. I have finally usurped power from Buck, the previous host. We have Buck and Philly Philly here. And we're about to get right into it. Pook's the captain now. Hey, Pook, real quick, if you're usurping power, will you introduce our handles? Yes. The love handles, specifically. Oh, yeah. No, I have all the love handles. Um, but if you're looking for the, the actual handles for our socials, you'll have to ask Buck there. Yeah, so we are the Fantasy Joes on Instagram. I am the Fantasy Football Experts on Instagram and the Fantasy Football Experts on TikTok. We love some reviews. We love some followers. So give us some feedback. Pooks to you. Yes, so we're going to get right into it with a little bit of fantasy news and notes. Apparently, disgruntled running back Marlon Mack looking for a trade. I would be too if I'm not getting the ball. What do you guys think about that one? Zero fantasy impact. Maybe pick up Mack, but I mean, who gives, I mean, who gives a fuck, right? If you're a new listener, I think you need to go back a couple <laughs> episodes and listen to uh, Buck's take on Marlon Mack. Real worried about him digging into to JT's carries. As three guys who all went to UCF, I think like, I mean Marlon Mack went to USF, right? Like, they, they, this is the best player to ever come out of USF. At least we can say that we've got better players than them, right? I mean, Shaq Griffin. Shaq came out, came to UCF. I'm saying we've got this is the best player to come out of USF. Oh USF, oh, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. my bad. Yeah, um, I'm not worried about that one at all. Uh, kind of snoozeville on this, so. Let's move on to something that didn't need to happen. Patrick Mahomes getting another weapon when the Chiefs have officially signed Josh Gordon to the practice squad. Boys, what do we think? I don't think pot's legal in Kansas City. I don't know, but we like to see it. Luckily, I was able to snag him in one of the leagues. Six off leagues. waivers. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's Josh Gordon with Mahomes. We've seen him with way worse quarterbacks, and we've seen what he does, so... Hopefully he can stay off the weed. There's only three things that are certain. Death, taxes, and Josh Gordon getting a touchdown his first game of the season. So if you have him, play him whenever he gets promoted to the actual 52-man roster. He's officially signed today. so He's, gonna, he's on the practice squad, right? He, yeah, but he was officially signed today. Mm-hmm. He'll, I'm sure he'll get activated soon. Okay, so Patriots are working out a handful of running backs. That is coming because of the news with James White being out indefinitely. So, a little bit of fantasy fallout here for this Patriots backfield. Obviously, some of the names we're looking at would be Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, who else, Buck? Uh, I mean, Ramondre is probably the guy for me. There's another guy, JJ, mm-hmm. they have. But, I mean, it kind of comes down to they don't trust. I don't think they trust Damian. He kind of sucked last week, right? Uh, Ramondre had a great preseason. He fumbled and Belichick holds grudges. The running backs they brought in, I saw the list. I don't know if I recognize any of them besides Rockwell Armstead, mm. who you might remember yeah, of, Jag- of Jags Jackson. fame. Yeah, so, I mean, for me, this is just a depth play. Uh, I kind of makes me a little worrisome, but Damian? Yeah, I'm, I'm on the back end of that where it's just a depth play. We know how Belichick is. He loves his running backs. He needs three or four options at all times, and he realizes he's not going to be able to throw the ball. So uh, he's going to need someone. If he's going to ever make a playoff run, He's going to need Damian in the playoffs, so he's probably needing someone else to carry the load for a little bit. Yeah, I'm picking up Ramondre Stevenson if I got room on my bench. Hoping I'm not hoping for him to be this week, probably not next week, but I'm hoping he can maybe uh, try and get worked in, get a stranglehold in the backfield, and maybe steal some, some work away from Damian Harris. We'll see about that one. Uh, moving on, Christian McCaffrey. Luckily, he did not get placed on IR, so that means they're expecting him to be back within three games. May not be the case, but still, Chuba Hubbard, Royce Freeman, those guys are worth picking they, up. They, they brought in Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson, I'm not worried about that one. I don't know if he got signed, though. Hubbard. But Hubbard. Chuba? 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 I think he's the guy. Yes. The, we the, saw what Mike Davis did in that offense last year. And we've seen what he did. He's been doing with uh, Lana. So I think the big question for fantasy uh, managers out there is how much fab are you spending on Chuba? Am I the McCaffrey manager, or am I someone else just looking for a play for a couple weeks? I guess give me the give me the side of the McCaffrey manager first. If I'm the McCaffrey manager, I'm going unless I have a pivot option. I'm going out and getting this guy. I would be willing 
I know I'm, I know at most it's going to be probably like three to four weeks. I know they kept him off IR. So, like, I'm thinking, okay, maybe four weeks I'm trying to buy some wins or at least stay, you know, relevant fantasy. I'd be okay with spending 50% of my fab just to just stay afloat for, And you know, if you don't, if you don't have CMC, how much are you spending? If I don't have CMC, it depends on how desperate I am at running back. If I'm really desperate at running back, I'll probably drop the same amount because I know I got to build outbid the CMC manager. And if I need to buy some wins for three, four weeks while one of my guys comes back, that's what I would be doing. Uh, if you're, I mean, put a put a bid in anyway. Like if he's he's gonna be like minimum probably flex worthy. What I will say is Royce Freeman looked pretty good while he was playing the other day. Hubbard looked good, but Freeman looked. I think better. Hubbard, Hubba, Hubbard, Hubbard fell in. Hubbard, Chubba, Chubba, Chubba. Chubba Hubbard. He fell in the end zone, right? He did. The, <laughs> okay. the Hubbard telescope. Yes. Yeah. Know. Spend your fab. Spend, spend your fab. fab on this boy. How we've spend we, we've Philly? seen these injuries linger. How much you spend in Philly? I've seen you a uh, little sneaky fab play here. I mean, if Pooks is spending forty on Elijah last week, you might as well <laughs> spend all hundred on Chuba. I'm just but, getting uh, flashbacks I'd, from last year. This guy. I've got a. I, I'll spend a good 30, 40 bucks on him. I think I think you never know. Yeah, McCaffrey's injury turns from four weeks to six uh, weeks to eight so weeks. I'm last it's, year, that then it turns owner, into then? the Michael Thomas situation where if they're not relevant for making the playoffs, so what's the point of playing them? This is literally what happened last year, right? So, He's out for eight weeks, nine weeks, and spend your money. Nothing. Spend up. I wish these boys would have spent their money on Max Williams last week. <laughs> <laughs> how'd, that, how'd that work Could out it, for you? <laughs> Could have saved you a loss. <laughs> Philly Philly spends up on Max Williams. If you don't know who that is, that's the tight end on the Cardinals. Plays him and then loses to Pooks by one point, half a point? Point six. Point six points. And if he played, I think, any other tight end, he would have won. If he would have played Gusecki, he would have crushed me by about ten points. That I would have. But, Can't win them all. Unfortunately, you know, that happens. It's tough being a fantasy manager. So, next thing, we'll just talk about what the fuck's going on with Coach Nagy? Matt Nagy? Uh, this guy doesn't know which quarterback he's playing this week. He doesn't know if Fields is hurt or not. I think he's just passing the buck on that one, trying to say, it's not my fault, it's my quarterbacks. What do we think? I mean, I think he had a, a game plan, and the game plan was, this is Andy Dalton's playbook. Fields comes in, and he says, all right, fuck it, you're going to run Andy Dalton's playbook? I mean, this is a guy who can run the ball, and I, don't, I think he had 30 yards rushing, I think he had one yard passing as the official stat line if you take away his sacks. <laughs> uh, Nagy, after the game, said that Fields hurt his hand. Fields comes out and says, no, my hand's fine. So one of them is lying. My guess is it's not Fields. I mean, I, I've never seen a coach this unanimously be hated as much as uh, Nagy is in Chicago, at least for the Bears in that perspective. I think I think all the conspiracy guys out there are doing a little Tiger Woods fist pump right now. I think we all saw it, and we all know the reason Fields didn't come out week one, Aaron Donald would have lit his ass up. That offensive line is horrific. Fields doesn't have the intelligence or the awareness to really find people, run through his checks downfield and find people. He's just running around with a chicken, like a little chicken with his head cut off back there. No offensive line, just getting sacked all day. Dude, I think it's going to be a long. It's going to be a long season. Jason Peters can't, can't guard Miles Garrett. What do you mean? Man, 30, 39 <laughs> 39 year old off the street. <laughs> I think he's he's catching up to Brady here soon. So uh, news I love to talk about: these Titans wide receivers are looking injured. I hate that a player gets injured, but uh, you know I love it when the Titans lose. So AJ Brown with a hamstring injury. That's uh. That's going to keep him out probably for, uh, I'd say, the, three, four weeks, maybe? They're saying week to week, which never promising, but they, there's no like definite timeline. These hamstring injuries, they, they hang around. And uh, Julio also picked up an injury, apparently, in the game. so He's dinged up. I mean, they said it was there for emergencies, but I mean, that wasn't looking good. As a guy, you know, he's, he's a guy who's constantly injured, right? I'm not worried about Julio. I think he'll play again this week, and I think he's going to be a great option. Philly Philly, anything to add on that one? I think it's an interesting play because oh. Derrick Henry – He's still there. <laughs> He's healthy. He's looking young. That's the whole offense. They, they, call him, they call him Spry Legs Henry now. I think I saw him out there running a couple of screen plays. I mean, he's, now that they got rid of those little scat backs, those little receiving backs, I mean, he's everything for that team, and I, I love to see it. Yeah, Derrick Henry is terrifying to play against right now. I think we'll uh, talk about it later in the, the session, but I think 
he's a guy to buy right now. <laughs> yeah, old, guy. Yeah. old man Henry looking kind of like the like the Grim Reaper for anyone he's playing against. Uh, so these Steelers pass catchers, they are not healthy either. Juju with a rib injury, Deontay with a knee injury, Chase Claypool, despite just smacking the ground as hard as he can, seems to be okay. So I think you know you're gonna play Claypool. Big Ben looks fucking brutal. He Big really Ben does. looks fucking old. He looks brutal, but he's still hitting Claypool. Uh, maybe he'll connect with some long passes. I don't know. Najee. Uh, Najee's obviously in play. Najee's gonna get so much volume. Like you can't. You're gonna play him every week. Um. I tried to buy Najee last week, and I thought I was so close. And now I don't think there's any chance in hell I get him. Yeah. Well, and we can't. Not with that target target share. And this guy is the only the only guy they got. This reminds me of Le'Veon four or five years back where he's getting he's getting more points from receptions and receiving yards than anything else. And Tomlinson likes to have one guy. 19 targets, that's no joke. Big, big, big Ben just looks so bad. Oh yeah, looks big so ben, bad. He needs to retire. He needs a he needs a, a walker out there. I think Gotta stop him from tripping over his feet. <laughs> uh, okay, so less interesting news, I guess. Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, both with hamstring injuries. I mean, Daniel Dimes is a very relevant fantasy quarterback right now. That's because he can run the ball. I'm not sure that we're banking on these pass catchers. I mean, Sterling Shepard was pretty good. But Kenny G, Kenny Galladay maybe has an uptick, but Kenny Galladay isn't really a separation guy. So like, I'm thinking if Daniel Jones is throwing up these 50-50 balls, I can see him easily putting it off target enough that Kenny G can't get it. What about, what about Evan picks. Ingram coming back? Because that's I think the guy who actually gets the targets. Evan Ingram's interesting. I think he's uh, worth the pick up. I think he's a guy probably on waivers. If he is, I mean, I think you could snag him now and be surprised with how good he's gonna do. Worth worth a, worth a worth a shot, I think. Absolutely, I like that take. Yeah. Okay. So moving right along, some running backs that missed week three: Dalvin Cook and Daryl Hendersons. The power of the dreadlocks was lacking this week, but it all went to Alexander Madison. They look identical, and they play identical. It was amazing. He literally played like Dalvin Cook, and he looked great. I, as a Dalvin Cook owner, loved having Madison just to plug right into my lineup. No worries there. The handcuff of the league. I say it every year. I always seem to grab him in a couple of leagues. And Dalvin's always been that guy. He's he's a little uh, flimsy. He always seems to get hurt. I've had I've been on the uh, receiving end of those Dalvin injuries out for the season, out four or six weeks. So Madison's always a good play. Uh, I doubt he's still on waivers in your league at this point, but if he is. I think even if Dalv comes back this week, he's worth picking up and stashing. Absolutely. So if Dalvin Cook or Daryl Henderson are out, you're playing Madison, you're playing Sony Michelle. Other than that, you know, you got you just got to keep an eye on the news for that one. So the, the I was gonna say that both coaches have seemed optimistic about these guys playing this week, but yeah. worth monitoring at least you know before up to Sunday. Obviously, hoping they come back in, uh, but if not, keep an eye out. So going over to Denver over to Mile High Club. The Broncos, KJ Amler, unfortunately goes to IR. But that just means it's Tim Patrick time. I picked him up in a couple leagues. Thrilled about it. Uh, he's actually one of the fringe guys. I'm trying to decide if I'm playing this week. And Who are you between? Him and spo- who? Spoiler alert, I'm putting him in. It was between him and Robert Woods. I like the matchup for Robert Woods. <laughs> That's one of those decisions where, it's like, it obviously, like, it, like, I understand your reasoning, but if you're wrong, man, mm-hmm. that's like we're gonna rip on you all week. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so I, I like the matchup for Robert Woods. Uh, you know, they're playing. He's due. He's due. He's, he's the due. amount of volume Cup's getting. There's gonna be a team out there that's gonna double him. Do you think he got his invite to the Stafford. Breakfast Club yet? I no. mean, that's he's been he's been excluded. And here's my here's my thinking. Why has he been excluded? Because <laughs> he, he, he doesn't know how to make an omelet. He, he doesn't bring, he doesn't like bacon. He he's doesn't a, bring the food. He's a faster, actually. He's an intermittent faster. He doesn't eat breakfast. He doesn't eat, oh, okay. That's, that's the problem. And he's vegan. Oh, and he's a vegan. Oh, okay. So he brings these <laughs> vegan eggs and this vegan bacon, and Stafford doesn't know what the hell to do with it. <laughs> so Stinking up the kitchen and shit with his vegan ass meal. <laughs> <laughs> so back on, back on track here. The reason I'm not playing Woods is uh, Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup, the tight ends, Higby. 
Higby, exactly. They're all he's the ball's being spread around too much, and Robert Woods just doesn't have that safe floor like he used to have. And he never was really a ceiling play and, anyway. And Tim Patrick has a safe floor, huh? Tim Patrick's actually been pretty good every game this season. He, he given he, you know his numbers were a little inflated in the first two weeks because he got a touchdown both weeks, but twelve point three fantasy points this last week, no touchdowns, and now KJ Hamler's on IR. That just means more targets between him, Cortland Sutton. And Noah Fant. Yeah, I was gonna say similar to my my uh, Giants take. Fant had a terrible game last week. I, if you, this is another buy low candidate, I would expect him to keep eating. I mean, eating not keep eating, but like expect plenty of targets coming his way. Stay away from this offense. You don't want <laughs> Come on, Teddy Two Glove is playing good. You want this is nothing a three and O. A three and O. Denver Broncos. They three great opponents. Yeah, they might be a play for a week or two. Judy comes back. He's the he's the guy. Stay away from these boys. Noah Fant might might be the only guy that's bearable, but Patrick right. Patrick's TD dependent. We'll see. I don't know. I, I think you, you plug your nose, you play him, and you're going to be happy with the result. Um, so next up, going over to the Bengals, T. Higgins still not practicing. That's a bummer, but I think it means an uptick for the other Bengals patch catchers. How much higher? How much higher are you this week on um, Jamar Chase? The real question is, how much higher can you get? <laughs> Four TDs, three weeks. We'd love to see uh, – we hate to see T. Higgins with an injury, but the Jamar Chase owners, we'd love to see it. It doesn't really matter. I think Joe Burrow and his connection is going to be there regardless. So it's just another guy could out you, there. But Could you imagine if they added stripes to the football, how good these guys would be? I mean, two touchdowns every game. He can probably have <laughs> three or four. I mean, he's got he gets one touchdown – the first two weeks when Higgins is out there. Mm-hmm. Higgins is out. He gets two TDs. I think it's kind of going under under the radar just how good Tyler Boyd's been, too, just because Jamar Chase is getting all this attention. I mean, Tyler Boyd, I mean, kind of a steal. He was the last one drafted out of the three guys. I'm loving my pick with him. I think I got him in maybe the seventh round. I don't even, I mean. He's a steal if you got him. Mm-hmm. You got him at the right point. You Burrow's definitely got him at the offense, Burrow's looking no fucking problem, phenomenal. Man. Joe Mixon is helping out. I mean. This I think team. I think everyone's hyping up Herbert, but they're sleeping on Joe coming off that injury. That's that's not easy, and he's he came back uh, the same, if not better. So how are the cards looking for Joe? Price is running up. Price is always going up on <laughs> Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, we're gonna talk about Josh Jacobs. So Jacobs, uh, you know, missed the last two weeks. Had a great week one, but he's dealing with this turf toe injury. Uh, they say they're just waiting for him to get back to 100%. That could take some time. But we saw last week Peyton Barber filled in in a major way. Rising oh out gosh. of the grave. Where'd this guy come from? Cut, cut like, what, two or three weeks ago? Just got picked up and played? Gruden must have seen something he liked. I was wrong about the Kenyon Drake revenge game that I called last week, mm-hmm. but did Peyton Barber ever play for the Dolphins? Because he, he was looking on a little revenge tour. He played for the Bucks. Ah, eh. I mean, dude, Payne Barber looked good. Is he is he a player this week if Jacobs is out? You know, I don't – I sometimes these guys, they just come out of nowhere and put up these weeks like that. I still just can't buy it. I can't buy that Barber is going to do it again this week if Jacobs is out. I think Jacobs was kind of a last-minute scratch last week, so I think he's going to play either way. But if you want to take your shot on Barber, I have no problem with it. I have no problem there. Yeah, it's a risky play. You never know. They got two guys. I mean, they paid Drake. They paid Drake hella money. They're, they've got to give him his touches. So you know he's going to get 10 to 15 touches guaranteed. So I'm still on the Drake it's, side. It's, it's, it's whether Peyton Barber can make the most of his touches like he did last week. Mm-hmm. But I'm skeptical, and I'm not, I'm not spending too much money. And if I already have him on my team, I'm debating to play him, depending on the matchup. And... Uh, your options, uh, kind of to fill in at flex, but I mean they play the Chargers next week. Who I, don't, I think they've been relatively decent against the run. I'm not. I mean I don't know. I'm not spending money on. And I'm not spending any Fab money on Peyton Barber. I don't think. Yeah. If he's on the waiver. Yeah, no, I'm not paying up. If I can get him for cheap, absolutely. I think it's worth it. And I think most of those games, the Chargers are going to be leading the game, so the yeah. other team's going to be coming from behind. Wasn't this They're a crazy game last year? This is game. divisional, right? Raiders tried this, this was, game. Wasn't this like a crazy game last Dolphin, year? It was Dolphin. Oh, last year? Yeah, the Raiders Chargers. I think that was like a crazy game. They're shoot. always pretty – they're always shootouts. They're always a lot of offense. Um, it is a – I mean, it is a division rival. 
so you never know. They know each other pretty well. So some of these games either turn into shootouts or it's six to nine, and it's just a mm-hmm. dogfight. Yep, absolutely. Uh, definitely pick up Barber. You never know. Even if Jacobs is healthy, he could re-aggravate the injury, and then you might have a, a multiple-week play there. So moving on, we're going to go into these games. We're going to start off with the Panthers and the Texans. Gross. Uh, some of the studs we have here. Brandon Cooks, nothing, talking about gross here, uh, Brandon Cooks had a great game with uh, a rookie quarterback. General Mills showed up to play. Uh, Mills Mafia, baby. Mills Mafia. And then DJ Moore, another great week. Happy to see that. 20 fantasy points, 16 for Cooks. I think the only thing I want to know from this game is, what the fuck am I doing with Robbie Anderson? Like, am I, I, I own Robbie, and I'm fucking pissed. Am I selling him? And, like, th- like, what do I do with this guy? If you can. You can't drop him, and here's why. CMC's out. All those goal, all those kind of, you know, line of scrimmage targets that Robbie ate on last year, those are back up for grabs, assuming they don't go right back to Chuba Hubbard and Royce Freeman. You can't drop him. Sell him if you can. Maybe wait for a game to sell him. Is anyone buying low on it? Are either of you buying low on this guy? Just, like, no, curiosity. Potentially, if, if I'm looking for depth, I know bye weeks are coming up. Um, uh, I've seen some of the the. Uh, Can we play a game real quick with this. Like, I want to like tell me who you like. Would you take Gabriel Davis for him or Emmanuel Sanders? They offered you the, either of those guys. If yeah. I had Robbie, I would sell for Emmanuel Sanders. You would sell for Emmanuel. What about Jacoby Myers? He's been eating. Neither. You wouldn't Any take. You wouldn't take Jacoby. No. That's a close line. I here's what I would like. I'd rather have Robbie Anderson in that scenario just because of what I laid out I think he'll be useful for the next couple of weeks and if you can get some like more or less guaranteed production which I think he's kind of due for I think he like he's gonna have a couple good games here coming up I think you can play him um what about Devontae Parker or Jalen Waddle? I would rather have Jalen Waddle than Robbie oh Anderson. Rondell Moore <laughs> These are all guys that I think I would probably take right now for, for Robbie. Like I'm like I don't want this guy on my team. No, he's, I, th- he's I think you got to understand fantasy is all about the big hitters, the 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 guys that can win you the the weeks by themselves. And, and this guy, this yeah. guy has it. He's gonna have those games where he gets twenty to thirty fantasy points. He has two touchdowns on four catches for hundred and ten yards. And this guy's going to be a great flex play. Once bye weeks start coming in, you get a little desperate out there. You don't want to play these guys that uh, their upside is maybe 10 to 12 points. I think I got, you know, I got a good play, one. Little, really really, really good one here. Hollywood, Hollywood Brown. Who, which side do you want? I'd rather Hollywood. So I think the same similar play. Boomer bust. Not, a, not, a, not at all. No? Hollywood's the guy. He's the only guy on that wide receiver core. He's the deep threat, just like Robbie is, but he's the number he's one. He's getting targets. Mm-hmm. DJ Moore is is stealing a lot of the the little receptions, the uh, target share, and everything from Robbie. So I, mean, I, but I it's only it's only a matter of time before they kind of find yeah. that connection again. We obviously saw it earlier this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they they connected on a on a long one TD. for fifty five. I mean, yeah. that, <laughs> why didn't I sell high then? <laughs> but you got. I mean, you guys heard my line. I'm I'm. I'm scared up on the Robbie owner. I guess if I was looking at from the other side, I'd, I'd probably offer some of my trash for him. Yeah. So moving on, and just you gotta th- you gotta think long term sometimes. What happens next week <laughs> when, I, when I drop Justin Jefferson? What happens next, next week <laughs> or two weeks from now? Yeah. When DJ Moore goes down. Yeah. What, what type of player? And, is, and what what type of player are are you gonna sit here on this podcast and and value Robbie as? Yeah. And I I was just thinking even about it like last year when CMC wasn't there like. Those two guys ate, and everyone's like, "Oh, that you know, this team could support two wide receivers." Yeah. Um, but they all forgot that CMC wasn't there last year. Maybe now that he's gone, um, Robbie can eat again, maybe. And I was just like scrolling through, like just like the coach speak, and uh, head coach Rule actually in his conference press conference after the game was saying that he wants to get Robbie more involved. So maybe, oh yeah, maybe that and, says something to it. There, there's ten to fifteen targets every game that CMC is getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to be spread out throughout the rest of the team they have no tight ends it's basically dj and robbie are their two options so yeah i don't know i think i heard did you say this it was he won't throw to robbie because he reminds me of the jets 
I I wish I had said that. Um, That's a good one. It's great. It's great. It's a great quote. It's awesome. Um, Brandon Cooks. I think he. He's a play. He's a set it and forget it. He's a set it and forget it. And here's the thing. It's gross. And the owner of them, they know it's gross. What I would think about doing is one of the guys who, like, you spend a little bit higher draft capital on than Brandon Cooks that really just isn't performing and you don't see a way that he does. Maybe try and ship him off for Brandon Cooks because Cooks is going to be a play. He, he took down his quarterback. He's still a play. He is the only guy catching passes. I don't think anyone's selling Brandon Cooks, to be honest. I mean, this guy, you probably got him in the 10th round and you're looking at the number five or number six receiver on the year. I, like, no, you're not selling Cooks. And if you are, you're like, you're getting a stud. Mm-hmm. I, I, I own Cooks in the league. I'm not selling him for like for someone's trash. Fair right? enough. Like, I, so I like what we just did there. What we're going to do now is we're just going to do buy lows and sell highs from each of these games here. Uh, next one we're going to go on to here is the Browns-Bears. Browns trounced the Bears 26-6. to Kareem Hunt had a great game, 27.5 points. Odell Beckham, his shining return, pretty good. 5 for 77 yards. I'm buying him if I can. He's still low enough, I think. I think Odell is a prime buy right now. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. Uh, you know, Jarvis Landry's on IR, so there's going to be some time for him to build more rapport with Baker, solidify himself as that wide receiver one, which he hasn't been since he's been in Cleveland. I don't see why how you don't buy Phil, him. Phil, you're an Odell owner. Are you buying him? Are you, are you keeping him? Or are you selling him? I'm holding tight. I think the same reason you pointed out. him. Jarvis is going to be out at least three or four more weeks, so he's their only option. <clears throat> him and Baker have obviously... It's taken a couple of years for them to kind of gel, but I think end of last se- or uh, the end of yeah mid to end of last season he kind of started connecting with them, um, and I I think OBJ and uh, Baker are gonna finally finally start gelling. I think he he had hella targets last week. Yeah, he had a, he had a good fantasy week. Do we have a uh, kind of what I want to know at least from this game is do we have a full blown fire sale from the Bears like I don't know what you can get for these guys or I'm trying to I'm trying to buy you're on the buy side. David Montgomery as low as I can what about Allen Robinson Allen Robinson I'm worried I am actually very worried about Allen Robinson and you're not gonna get anything for him either you're not gonna get anything for him maybe a grilled cheese sandwich so I don't know does that make him a buy like super low candidate like you if you can buy him really low and sit on him I I think that's fine. Hope for the best, but you're you know you're definitely just crossing your fingers. I don't really want David to be. Yeah, honest. I'm buying on the panic scale. The panic. If, yeah. If, if someone's panicking, this might be a guy because you never know. If old uh, Nick Foles, <laughs> Big Dick Nick comes Big out Dick here slinging. Nick. I mean, I remember it. Him and Alshon had had this uh, this connection, and it was the the old connection of the Stafford and Galladay, where you just. Or, or actually more Stafford and, and uh, Calvin Johnson, where you just throw it up and you just trust him. You yeah. trust the guy, and, and Allen Robinson's going to come down to uh, come down with it. Allen Robinson is basically Alshon Jeffrey 2.0, and uh, once once this boy Nagy kind of realizes that Fields uh, needs to sit behind and uh, learn a little more, uh, big boy's coming out swinging that thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool. Moving right along, we got the Bills trouncing the Redskins, 43-21. Josh Allen, looking right back into Josh Allen form, 37 points. Manuel Sanders, sell looked high. great. I'm, that's my sell high Five, for Five, high high 94 yards and two touchdowns. Antonio Gibson, great day through the air, not so good on the ground. 12 rushing for 31 yards, one catch for 73 yards. Is that right? Yeah, it was, be- it, was, it was a beautiful touchdown. That is crazy. So, so I guess you look at that stat line, and for me, it's like Antonio's been decent. I mean, I don't know if you're selling high. I mean, if you have, you're probably holding him, but I'm selling high on Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, they throw the they just spread the ball around. I mean, you could probably get something for him now. I'm playing Emmanuel Sanders week in and week out. I have no problem playing him. If you get a great offer, don't turn it down, but I'm playing him. I have no problem. What about Terry McLaurin here? He, I mean, they. I was reading some reports that he wasn't going to do good anyway because he's being shadowed by uh, – What's your Davius? Mm. I mean, I guess if you could try to buy him here, right? You could try to buy him. I'm holding him if I have him, and I do. I think everyone probably is. Yeah, I think where people drafted him, there's no point in giving him up right now. We've seen him and the old Heine kind of formed a connection. We all saw it on Thursday Night Football. Um, I'm holding tight if I have him. Um, potentially buying him or, or seeing if I can throw him in a trade. 
if someone's Packages undervaluing, one maybe. Yeah, if someone's undervaluing him and mm-hmm. you want to toss him in with with another running back uh, for one of these uh, sell high guys that we'll talk about later, then uh, I think I think that's the move. I like. I'm going to talk about this next game because I know Pooks won't even say it. He Pook won't even read this. I know he. I know he can't even read. It. So Titans win 25 to Colts 16. Derrick Henry has 28 attempts, 113 yards, and 31 in the air for 17.9 points. That's your running back one. This is Pook's declaration of old man Henry. Uh, you're not buying him. There's no fucking way in hell you could get him. You're not selling him unless you're getting, I don't know, like three crazy pieces. But let's go Derrick. It's like I said. He is an old man, but he's actually aged past. Is it a fine? Oh, he's a fine. Yeah. You mean he's a fine he's wine? He's aged past the point of being no, useless. Pook, he's, he's actually a, he's actually the Grim Reaper. I didn't realize when you were saying old man, you meant he he's a fine wine. He's aging. It's another way to look at yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I like it. What about these? Uh, are we selling? Are we buying low on AJ Brown? I mean, week to week, I think you probably get him for pretty cheap right now. I maybe if you can hold off on having a wide receiver in your roster or whoever you're giving up for that long. I'd be worried about that. I think Julio could be a buy low, unless like I know people are worried about Julio. They were worried from the beginning of the season. Maybe there's still a little bit of sour taste in their mouth. Maybe you can get him off of a off yeah. of a regretful owner. I can't imagine the owner of Julio is selling him after real, like seeing AJ go down. Maybe, you know? but I maybe mean, he's thinking it's the ultimate sell high. He also, I mean, he was injured too during that game, but mm-hmm. I yeah. think they're both in a position where you can't really. People where they drafted AJ, they're not going to sell him where you where you should value him and where he will be production wise. Mm-hmm. And then the guys that have Julio see the production he had with AJ, or yeah, with AJ out there. Now they're eight, they're like, oh shit, AJ's out. He's going to be even better. So it's not worth buying him at that level. Yeah. Where's the panic meter on Jonathan Taylor? Uh, I mean. He had a bad game. It's whatever. I think it's. Uh... I think it's the same situation where there's some of these guys. If even if they're just being, they're mediocre. They're getting their touches. Maybe they're not hitting the end zone. They're not getting kind of the crazy stats that you were expecting. Drafting mm-hmm. them in the late first round, second round, maybe even early third. The the owners of those teams aren't going to sell them at the value that you really want to get them at. So it's not even worth even. Not, they're like in a, a trade dead zone, yeah. right? Like, because they're not selling over pennies on the dollar, and you're not paying up, right? Like, I'm not buying Jonathan Taylor right now. Yeah, I mean, you're really only happy playing him week one, 14.6 points. Other two weeks, 5.8, 7.7. Not great. I guess you're hoping for the best on that one. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, this this next game on here, I, I really want to talk to, uh, to Philly on this one. Uh, what, Chargers 30, Chiefs 24. Uh, there's not a lot of, I don't think buy low or sell highs in this, but uh, Philly got an offer that I thought was really interesting. Um, someone offered him Saquon Barkley from Mike Williams. And I thought about it, and like me and Pooks both agreed and said, like, take. So Philly would be giving up Mike to receive Saquon. I was like, Saquon's been playing underwhelming. He's injured, and Mike is playing out of his freaking mind, right? Like, you got to think there's regression happening both ways on this one. Like, Mike Williams isn't going to keep up. The way he has been, especially if Keenan Allen's going to get his due, which he is, and would you take this trade though? Oops. I would. I would take. I would want to. Which get side of the trades are? I would much rather get Barkley. I'd much rather trade away Mike Williams and get Barkley because Barkley, what you know, he wasn't even sure if he was going to start the season from his recovery for from his ACL, and you got to think he's just going to get better and better through the season, assuming he doesn't get injured again, which it's me knocking on wood there, but. He's been better every single game this year. First game was bad. Second game, he had a nice 41-yard run. You started to see him get some of that zip back. And then this last game, he did great. I think you got to buy in on that one. Philly, let me I think, I think it's easy to say from these delusional uh, <laughs> Packer and Jags fans, uh, being a Philly fan, I've seen the Giants year in and year out underperform. Their O-line is horrific. That's half the reason that Danny Dimes is putting out these fantasy numbers is because not only is he scrambling, he's running for his life back there. He's scared for his life. He's panicking. He's scrambling. And that's going to be the issue for Barkley. Injuries and that O-line. And I get concerned with those old giants. You can't trust them sometimes. And when I got Mike Williams... 
who's Mike Williams ne- is never, ever, ever going to get double covered. No team will ever put two guys on Mike Williams and leave Eckler or Keenan Allen one-on-one. It so just won't happen. What are your thoughts? On, like, what side of this do you want? I mean, like, are you think you're going to take I, this? I'm with the protection I've seen out of Mike Williams. I'm scared to sell for some guy that is known for being injured and underperforming. Fair enough. For okay. three so years. Straight. I thought this would be fun because so you are the Mike Williams owner. I'm just pulling up like this this Watson app. The it's the Watson on ESPN. Yeah, we we don't need to look at. It. I wanted to. I think this is actually not a bad trade. All right, so here's what Watson. I is would talking rather have Mixon. It's telling me to offer you Antonio Brown and Najee Harris, and you would give me Marvin Jones and Mike Williams. Yeah, I would take that. You would take that trade. Yeah, I wouldn't do that trade. Exactly. Obviously. <laughs> but I'm saying yeah. I'm looking more on the along the lines of if I could get a, a mix in or just straight up. A no one's going to give you Harris. a mix in straight up. Najee no, Harris. I'll find a way to package someone in there. Yeah, package make deal. it make it make it work. But yeah, a little two for one. I don't know if I can trust Barkley right now. Okay. I don't know if I can trust. The I don't. Giants I don't trust the the narrative that like he's gonna get healthier over the season. How do you get healthier playing football? Like, well, you're I just, recovering from a surgery. But he's also playing a a contact sport. I just don't understand that narrative at all. But and Barkley's always been the the boomer bust running back, the ultimate Tyreek Hill of running backs, where at any moment mm-hmm. he can break for eighty yards, and he'll have those games where he has one hundred and sixty and two TDs. And 60 yards receiving, but he has those games that he disappears and you get nothing from him. Yeah. Yeah. So something we glossed over on this Chargers-Chiefs lineup, which somehow we got speaking about the Giants on, um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had a great week. I think, uh, is he a buy low? Is he a sell high? What do you think on this one? Another dead zone guy for me. I don't think you're going to buy low. I don't think you can buy low. I don't think... I don't think you could, I mean maybe you could sell high, but I, I don't. I wouldn't sell him if I'm the owner, to be honest. I'm I'm the owner of him in one league. I'm holding him. I'm hoping for another good week, but I can't decide. I'm thinking about selling him, packaging him, trying to you know get that draft capital kind of like idea in people's heads. Well, I let's did. let's get your perspective then. Okay. As yeah. a guy that might potentially be looking at buying Clyde for the right <laughs> price. Oh, okay. Mike Williams. Theoretically, mm-hmm. what type of what type of player would you be looking for that would entice you enough to make it worth getting rid of Clyde straight up so one on one? League, I have a lot of running backs, but I'm looking for you know high upside wide receivers. Yeah. We'll just or, say wide receivers good, in general. Tight end. We'll just say wide receivers in general. Oh, or, so are you or, asking me if I would do Clyde for Mike no, Williams? No, I'm not. I would not do that in any life. Okay. But I'm just saying in general, for the for the viewers, for mm-hmm. people that are looking to buy Clyde, what should they be offering from your perspective as a Clyde owner? Okay, so I'll just pull up my lineup right now and tell you kind of what I'm thinking on this one. Well, I would, I would just say not as much from that specific team. Mm-hmm. I would just say from a general perspective of a Clyde owner, if you're in need of running back and wide receiver mm-hmm. equally, you don't trust Clyde, like you said. You trust him, but you don't trust him, and you'd be willing to kind of give him up for the right price. What are you looking for? What I'd love give me an to example what I'd love of to running back or – Two running backs and two wide receivers that you would give up Clyde for. What I would love to do is I would love to try and package a two for one, get Clyde Edwards Lair and maybe a little maybe a wide receiver that I have and trade up for a high end wide receiver. That's what I would that's what I'd be trying to That's do. not the fucking question, all right? Oh, I asked who question. would you because everyone wants to two for one. Work. It's not gonna work. Who what type of player would you I, I know you'll never do I'll, I'll trade you C D Lamb for C E H. Straight up? Yeah, would you take that trade? I would probably take that trade. You would, and you, so you'd rather have the CD. That's how side. you answer the question. I would, yeah. You asked me for a two for okay, two. I'm not I'll, talking about two for two. I'll give you. I didn't say two. I said name two running backs and two wide receivers that you would trade one for one mm-hmm. straight up for Clyde. For Clyde. An example. Oh, so you're telling me a running back I would trade for him and a wide receiver I would trade for him. Separate. Yeah, separate. One on one. Okay, absolutely. 
So I would probably rather have Barkley. Like, where do you? I would definitely you? rather have Barkley than Ceh. So yeah, you take Barkley. I would, t- I would take Barkley over Ceh. Antonio Gibson. Um, those are unrealistic. Gibson. I would take Gibson over Ceh. Yeah. How about Daryl Henderson? If he's full, he's going to be fully healthy. Yeah, I would take Henderson. Do you take Henderson? Harris. I would take Henderson. Damian Harris. I wouldn't take a- Damian Harris. Miles Sanders. I don't know what to think about Miles Sanders. That one's tough. That's kind of why I opted out of him. Chris Edmonds. Chase, Chase Edmonds. Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. I think the line's pretty close on. I'd rather have C. H. than Chase Edmonds because he's on a better, a better. So you said C. D. Lamb. What about well Amari Cooper? I would take C. D. Lamb or Amari Cooper for him. You Gaskin. take Amari Cooper over? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gaskin. Gaskin. I'd rather have C. H. than Gaskin. Terry McLaurin. Brandon Cooks. Brandon, ah, that is disgusting. <laughs> that is disgusting. There you go. Now we're starting to get that, that is that disgusting. Territory. Brandon Cooks. Yeah. And the thing is, is I would think about it. What about AB? No, I don't think I would do AB. AB is too low for me. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do How about AB. Mike? Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Like I, I, Claypool. No, I wouldn't do, do Claypool. Claypool. I wouldn't do Claypool. <laughs> I wouldn't do. I don't think I would do any of the Tampa pass catchers. I'm not so sure. it sounds like, because I didn't realize this, it sounds like the CEH owners are still wavering because mm-hmm. they've seen the first couple weeks they were bad, and then they see one I, good week, and they're thinking yeah, sell high, exactly. and it's like, so their wavering is what yeah. I didn't realize the CEH owners were doing. That's why I wanted to get their perspective. Yeah. Because, because if I had Amari, I'm trading yeah. him for CEH. Like, I'm, I would think, I, I think I, if I had other receivers, I think I would trade Amari for CEH. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, I think that's kind of where I'm at, like, not realizing that, yes, the CEH owner might be wavering in your league. Absolutely, and I, and I think and know, the fact that he's considering someone like an Antonio Gibson or Daryl so, Henderson. Yeah, I think Henderson's it a good buy. Make, just makes me kind of Gibson. I don't know. Kind of go back to Buck's point that yeah, they might they like we thought. I, I thought it was they, a dead zone, and I because think but it's it's kind of like that logic where when you draft them second third round, yeah, yeah exactly. You have high expectations. And you have a, you have your first good week, and now you're thinking sell high. Exactly. I gotta sell high. I gotta sell high. And coming into the season, you were expecting 20-point weeks on 20-point weeks. Oh, right, well, right. He's better than, than six or three. Chiefs offense. So I, we did mention this other running back I want to ask about buying low. What about Damian Harris? So he had six attempts for 14 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, James White goes down. Are we buying low on Damian? I think there's going to be cloudy in this backfield at, mm-hmm. with, with James White going down. We could see a Ramondre Stevenson come in. I'd be worried about that. I, I, I think you could buy low on him. Uh, I think I would attempt it. Yeah, I never know. The Saints' heard, defense heard, is so good. I mean, that is a really good defense they played. That's true. I've heard Belichick's been making some phone calls to Burkhead. <laughs> he misses him. He misses old Burke. <laughs> old sexy Rexy. Sexy Rexy. Belichick, Belichick likes being smart. He likes acting like he's smarter than everyone else. He thinks he can just kind of plug and play these running backs here and there. They pop off. He's like, oh, this is the greatest co- coach ever. He can... Make Burkhead look crazy, and he had three TDs. And then the next week, Burkhead has one carry for negative one yards. <laughs> I got a couple and more he running had, backs. He has seven that I want to bring up while we're just talking about running backs, buying low. Uh, uh, let's talk about that Falcons backfield. I mean, Mike Davis, is he a, I mean, you probably can't sell him high. Is he a buy low? What about Cordero Patterson? That's your running back 10 on the year. I did uh, say last week that I liked Cordero Patterson better. Would you buy low on Cordero here? He's not a buy low at this point. He's running back ten. I think you could probably still buy him low. If you can buy him low enough, sure. I think I think there's definitely value to be had there because he's. So you go try to find some value for Mike Davis while you still can. Oh, absolutely! If you can get rid of Mike Davis for something good, just off name recognition and draft capital coming into the season, I think you do. Philly, what do you think? I know you have him in a league, Mike Davis. I'm, I'm like the Ceh owners. I'm kind of wavering. I've seen what he can do, mm-hmm. but I've also drafted him the past two seasons and seen him sit on IR and seen me drop him, dropped him in the fourth and fifth round mm-hmm. and drop him because he tears his ACL or some other bullshit. Yeah. So I'm definitely a little concerned about the injuries, but I only have him in one league. Yeah. And it's hard to get rid of him in that one league when he's number two a number two wide receiver, you drafted him probably after the fifth round, probably sixth through ninth round, you could have got Mike Williams. And 
I mean, he's producing. You can't be mad at it. Yeah. And and the real what you're really gonna get for him is anywhere from fifteen to twenty ranked running back. I mean, potentially. I mean, upside maybe you could get uh, top ten late, late five to ten running back. But if this guy continues, he could be a top five wide receiver the whole season. So I think we're talking about Mike Davis here, not not Mike. Oh, Williams. you. Look at me. <laughs> I would. I would keep Mike early. Williams. I was asking about Mike Davis. I just also love Mike him. I know he's on your mind. He's fresh. Mike Davis. I don't want to talk. about but are you keeping? You're, are you, you can't even I'm sell them. Are you holding it? Hold them tight. I kind of want to keep this theme and just talking about just like rolling through these games, talking about some running backs. Talking about Mike Williams. <laughs> some running backs about, that I think. About Calvin Ridley. All right, so Mike hold Williams. Hold it. He's dead zone. You're not, you're not buying us on. But okay. other running backs that I kind of want to talk about, like the Ravens running backs. Like, what do we think about Tyson? What do we think about Latavius? I mean, uh, potentially a buy low on Tyson. I think. I think Tyson by low. Uh, so the Ravens 19, Lions 17. Lions backfield. I don't think you could buy low on either of these guys. Um, I might try to sell on Jamal Williams if I can. Had a good game. Uh, I think that's, Are that's either of you buying Jamal Williams? Swift. I'm selling Swift if I have him. I, I definitely don't have him, yeah. but the amount of points that he's putting up for the touches that he's getting with Jamal back there, yeah. I, I'm trying to get rid of him for – for a more consistent running back. So I think that's or wide receiver. I want to say that's like the running back five on the year. Yeah. He's not going to get he's TDs put, at the rate that he's getting. He's that's what I'm TDs saying. That, yeah, especially he's not – I mean, he, he's getting some goal line work, but he's splitting everything with Jamal, who's looked good. I mean – It's a terrible offense. Mm-hmm. I, mean, um, I, think, I think it's a sell high on Swift. Absolutely. Sell high on Swift. Absolutely. Okay, how about this? Raiders, 31. Dolphins, 28. What about Miles Gaskin? Are we buying low? Yeah – I think you can. I think you can buy low. I think Miles Gaskin, he's going to be kind of like your fringe RB2 flex kind of play. Mm-hmm. If you're running back desperate, he's he's fine for an RB2. He may have some high upside games, but he's still going to get you about 10 points every week. Back to the bye week. You call me bye week, man. Bye weeks are coming up, and people are going to get desperate for that RB2 slot. So I think Gaskin is a great plug-in as a flex play or an RB2 once bye weeks start hitting. He's consistently going to get you at least six to eight points upside high teens into mm-hmm. the 20s. So uh, as a Gaskin owner, I think you, you might have to pay up a little bit uh, depending depending on the league and, and where you're getting it from. Uh, but from if I, your if side, I offer you CEH, are you side, taking I'm CEH? I'm taking CEH. You're taking CEH. What about Daryl Henderson? I'm taking Daryl. You're taking Daryl? Okay. Uh, I, I would take McLaurin. I, I would consider. You take McLaurin? I would, yeah, I'd take McLaw Dog. Mm-hmm. I would consider him more along the lines of Mike Davis, mm-hmm. Chase Edmonds. Yeah. Kind of those guys that are kind of teetering yeah. on the kind of uh, two running back committee. Yeah. While Gaskin is going to see probably more seventy five percent. And the the other side of this game, are we buying low on Josh Jacobs while we can? Or are we worried about I the injury? Worth it. I think I think Josh Jacobs can be a buy low because whenever the Raiders are winning, Josh Jacobs is going to get used more. He's going to get he's always going to get the goal line work. So mm-hmm. I think and these Raiders they're doing really really well actually. Yeah, they look good. I think there's no problem with buying low on Josh Jacobs here. Uh, Bringing it back though to this uh, this Cardinal Jaguars game we skipped over is James Robinson a buy low or is he a sell high? Because he had two really bad weeks to start off with, then a great week. I think I, is, I think it's another hundred percent. I think it's a dead zone. I think guy. I I think a hundred percent. This this is a t- t- territory that you should probably uh, uh, dabble in. I got a call from a buddy today. Who uh, to buy? Sorry, to buy James or sell James? I think I would to, buy he, him. He was buying James. Mm. I, I would and buy him. He mm-hmm. got he got an offer. Um, he, the the other guy wanted Debo Samuel and Melvin Gordon for James Robinson straight I would, up. I and I have Melvin. I, if I had Debo, a, would I do that trade? A, I think so. This is a full PPR league, mm-hmm. and I, I think the the potential for James Robinson. Without ETN there, could be the guy. I think that he could be the workhorse and full PPR. They're going to work him into that, that pass offense, and eventually he could get going. So I think he could be could be a guy to look out for. That's a good line you put right there. Melvin Gordon and Debo Samuel, because 
I think I'm, there's two 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 sell high candidates. Mm-hmm. Two guys that have kind yeah. of produced, but you don't know what you're going to see them going forward. Mm-hmm. For a guy that you know you can plug in week in week out and and be comfortable where mm-hmm. where he's going to get. And on the Melvin Gordon trade, the, like I wanted to talk about the more running backs is Broncos 26 Jet Zero Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. I mean, I think both these guys are like you were saying sell high. Sell high. They Absolutely. just played the Jets. Uh, they ran on him. I think you could sell both these guys, right? I mean, I've been trying. I own Melvin in a couple leagues, and I've been trying to ship him off. Uh, I'm not sure if people. I'm, I think people in your league are probably too smart to know mm-hmm. that you're selling him high. But I mean, I think this is. You probably got only got a couple more chances during the year, right, to sell high on these guys. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on to the Rams and Buccaneers, is Cooper Cup a sell high? No, you're not. So, I think you're not you got to hold on to Cooper Cup. I don't think you can get rid of him. Uh, Chris Godwin, what do you think about Chris Godwin? I think you got to hold him too. You're holding. I think a lot of these receivers in the Bucks are dead zone guys. You can't really. I mean, maybe AB you could still get him for name, and maybe you could sell him because of his name. But I mean, I think he is what he is. I love kind of want to talk on the other side though. Robert Woods, right? Mm-hmm. Is he the ultimate buy low right now? I don't think so. I'm I'm seriously worried about Robert Woods, and they're spreading the ball like, you know, they had Josh Reynolds last year, but they're getting a lot of people involved, and Stafford is really just spreading this ball around. I don't think Woods has the floor that, you know, he was so famous for. I think he's going to have good games here and there. I am hoping he has a good game over the next couple, and I'm going to try and sell him if I can. Yeah. Uh, we already talked about Daryl Henderson, right? So let's go to the, this Vikings game, 30-17, to 17, Vikings win. Mm-hmm. Um, Dalvin, are we worried about his injury? I mean, you saw him high. No, I'm not he's, worried he's about holding him. tight. He'll be back soon. Uh, especially what, if you got Madison. Okay, so here I think is a good question because I've seen this at a bunch of leagues, people buying and selling. What about Tyler Lockett? Uh, he escaped an injury, but still, you know, he hurt his knee with sprained MCL. I mean, mm-hmm. are you selling high while you can? Are you buying low, hoping that the Lockett owner is scared and you're not worried about the injury? Like, So apparently it's mildly sprained, and he actually came back in the game and kept on playing. I think that may take a little pep out of his step, but I think he's still going to be, you know, a valuable thing. I think he's a buy low. I think he's a buy low just because of the injury. I, I agree. Think, I think the injury dip. Buy if people if these locket owners are really worried, especially if he has another bad game coming up. I think he's a buy low because, you know, Russ is gonna he's gonna dish it out. I I think if you can get a good good deal on him, go get him. Uh, Not based off the player rank now, based off the injury dip. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Uh, any other running backs on this list? We talking about buy low. I think we've got. Uh, these last two games, so Cowboys 41, Eagles 21. Is Miles Sanders a buy low? I mean, that's a scary line that he had, right? Two for 27. <laughs> two, um, two rushes for 27 rushing yards. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely, he's not a buy low. Oh, buy low, sure. I'm not, I'm not selling low, though. Because, I mean, these Eagles, they are not going to run the ball three times combined yeah. for the backfield. It's not going to happen. You know, and I think they're going to come. I don't know what kind of game plan that was. But they're going to get the running backs more involved. Potentially a buy low on Booby. Philly, you don't seem to like this take. Hmm. This is a hot what take. What game plan was that? Hot take. Don't talk about Sriracha like that. I don't know Sriracha. Oh, so you, think, you think running the ball that many times is a good game plan? Just go ahead and say that then. Well, when we got so many injuries on the offensive line, they can't stay still for more than two seconds. They have to jump off sides every couple plays. So it's always first and 10, first and 25. Second and 15. You normally can't run. But I also say we did lose our uh, right guard oh, out Ma- for the season. Malata or what? Mm. Oh, not him. Sorry. Samalu. Samalu. Samalu's out for the season. Brandon Brooks was just diagnosed with a strained peck. He's out for eight weeks at least. So that's both our left and right guard are out. Our stud left tackle that we just signed to. I think a four-year, $60 million deal was out last week. So yeah. we kind of had a plug-and-play last week. So this offensive line is kind of back to their old ways. They're just plug-and-play, random guys in there each week. It's I think it's, it's tough to trust. I think more than anything, at least, I mean, if you look at the stat line, I mean, this game just kind of got out of hand early for the Eagles. And when you're down, what, two, three touchdowns, you're not running the ball anymore, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, just, you have to throw it up. And that's really – I mean – Booby caught some screens. I think uh, Gainwell caught a couple. I mean, I think when the game is out of hand, you obviously you're gonna stop running the ball. That's just kind of how it works, right? I I think he's a buy low. Sure, sure. I think I think it's definitely worth mentioning. But you know, the Eagles had a pretty bad offensive line, pretty banged up last year as well. 
And Booby wasn't great, but he was he was okay for fantasy. I think we might see more of that. Yeah, yeah but I think I think it kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier with the two carries. We saw it last year. Yeah, he was productive last year, but he was averaging close to five yards a carry. He mm-hmm. just wasn't getting the touches that he needs to. Exactly. To be productive fantasy wise. And if so, if he's not getting the TDs and he's only putting up sixty to hundred yards, yeah, per week, it it gets a little sketchy. Especially go, when there's weeks like this that he can have six I, carries. I like keep bringing it up. So, would, would you rather have Ceh or or Miles? I'd rather have Ceh. Philly, uh, don't ask. Come on. Okay. Asked. All right. Uh, would you rather have Miles or would you rather have Daryl Henderson? Daryl Henderson. Would you rather have Miles or would you rather have uh, Damian Harris? Miles. Okay. So I think, still, I think I'd rather have you're still high on Miles. I'm not high on him, but higher than some of these other guys. I mean, some yeah. of these lesser guys. I think I'd. You know, I think that's probably about the line, though. Right there, Damian Harris. At Damian Harris? Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, the last game we did talk about was the Packers uh, win. Nice little field goal. Uh, this is a great game. I was excited, boys. 30, 40, uh, 49 28. Any buy lows, sell highs in this game? Uh, I think sell high on Debo still. Sell right? high on Trey Sermon. I don't think you can buy. I think you can you sell high on Trey Sermon. I don't think to that, who who's buying Trey. Well, Sermon? I'm just saying if, if people are thinking about buying on him because he had a good he, he didn't have a great rushing stat, but he got a touchdown. He fell into the. You checks the guy. You checks check's gonna be involved. I think it's gonna be Eli Mitchell show again next week when he's healthy, mm-hmm. if he's healthy. Um, no, spend all that fab. He's gotta be. I he's hope gotta so. be the guy. But. All I gotta say is they left Rodgers way too much. You time can't leave clock. this guy that much time. Way too much 40, time. Was it thirty nine seconds? Was that too much time? Forty six seconds. Forty six seconds. Apparently, it was just under fifty much. seconds is the line. Or sorry, there's under, under two. There's no timeouts. No timeouts. It's all Rodgers is. I mean, let's talk about the goat. Okay, so now oh, you don't want to talk about the goat. Today's the goat. No, we're going on to our little soapbox here for our Pags, Jags, and Eagles fans. You can go ahead and start your soapbox since you, you already went into it. All right, yeah, we'll keep it going. These Both these boys, I, I think, were asleep during this game somehow. I mean, talk about a nail-biter. The Packers, they've got uh, under under 40 seconds, two perfect throws, a spike. I mean, Rodgers is looking – I'm taking this plus 1,600 from Vegas on Rodgers to win MVP again because he looked good. Devontae looks – he looks great. He took a, a – Fucking dirty ass hit. Refs hate him apparently. I don't know. The quickest concussion protocol the, ever seen. Yeah, and the 49ers medical staff actually looked at him, so that's how you know it was fair. Mm. All right. Okay. I mean, the rest of this Packers offense, they're whatever. Aaron Jones is good. You're not, not whatever. But I mean, the Pack is back. With Pack. a crap defense. It, well, you know what? That's our Rodgers is winning MVP. That That's a good point. You know, you can't throw a lot of touchdowns if you don't need to. So moving over to. A brutal loss to the Arizona Cardinals. You guys look good, though. We looked actually pretty good for the first half of the game. Uh, Josh Lambeau still can't kick a freaking extra point to save his life, and it's killing me. Uh, I don't know if he's going to keep his job much longer. Um, you know, we actually we were leading 19-10 to 10 at one point. You know, you get both those extra points. It ends up being 21-10. It looks like a, you know, a harder game for the, the Cardinals to win. Uh, I'm, I'm hopeful. I think next week's gonna be a better game. You know, you can't always uh, shock the Cardinals like we did, but the Cardinals are a good team. We'll see you going on. So going over to the Eagles side for the soapbox. It was a rough one for the boys. I took a half day on today on Tuesday. Was expecting to stay up late, expecting to celebrate, and it it was not that. I don't want to talk much more, but I'm going to give you guys a little quote from a wise guy once said, once you take a dump, you don't stay stand there and look at it. You flush it and you move on. So that's what we're going to do with the game last night. Who said that? We're going to flush it and we're going to move on. Who said that quote? Our quarterback, Mr. Hertz. That might be the quote of the year. I, I love it. Flush the turds. Yep. Eagles can flush time, that game down. Next time you take a dump. Flush it. If you're a real pussy, don't stare at sit it. Sit there and stare at it. <laughs> it's not flushing and move on. So we're gonna finish it off here with another fantasy draft. This week we are gonna do the comeback player of the year, and we, as always, we're gonna roll to see who goes first. Philly, Philly, start it off for us. No, I'm feeling the twelve. Oh yeah. 
Seven. Oh, well, seven sevens are hot. Out. Sevens are hot. Perfect. Hold, watch your dogs. Oh, 12. 12. Well, I think we know who's going first. 12 for Buck. Let's see here. I'm going to get all the sleepers. Eight for me, so I get to go second. Sleepers. I'm starting off with Buck, then Pook, and then Philly Philly. Go on the turn. Yeah, I'm going to take the obvious one here. And Two rounds. I'm going taking Dak. Comeback player of the year for Dak. You know, that's a good pick. That's a great pick. I'm going to go with... Joey B, Joe Burrow, comeback player. Hmm, look at you two. Philly Philly gave me the dirtiest look when I just said Dak. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> uh, take Carson. Take Carson. I'm just going to rub my face a little more. I'm, I'm not it's rubbing okay. it. It's okay. <laughs> we got the Cowboy fans over here. <laughs> they listen to the little footballers. Footballers told, told them to draft all the Cowboys players, and now they're stuck with them. And they're a huge cowgirls. I've never been a bigger cowgirl fan in my life. Uh, two players. Who we got? Comeback player of the year. I can't give it to Alex Smith every year. So nope, not nope. this year. He's done. He is done. They kind of took the two guys. That's the hard part with this. Yeah, Burrow was was the guy I had in mind. Uh, hoping he was gonna fall. Breaks my heart that I took it from you. <laughs> Just breaks my heart. I'm gonna go with the. Uh, OBJ. Okay. I like OBJ. Odell. I think Odell's going to come back and put something together for the boys. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we're going to go with the man, the myth, the legend. We've never seen him a full season. Mr. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. I'll take the the other bangle. So, I can't believe this one came back to me. But with my second pick, I'm going to take Saquon Barkley. Oh, that's a good pick. Thank you. I thought it was too. That's a real good pick. Who else? I'm trying to like even think who was injured. I, mean, I feel like we're all missing someone that we're going to be like, what the fuck? How do we miss that? Mm, yes. you got a little Michael Thomas in here? Michael Thomas? Not. Oh, oh, oh let's fucking do it. Why are we saying Jameis? Famous Jameis. I'm taking Jameis Winston. Comeback player. He wasn't injured. You yeah, don't have to be injured to be comeback. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you got to be injured. Yeah, do you? Do you have to be injured? Yeah. Well, you know, go ahead and take the bet. We'll see if he's coming there. back from. It's coming back from being on the bench. Being on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is injured? That's more like come the, back into the that's, huddle. That's more like the come up. The come up. <laughs> is there a come up player? Come up of the year. Is that like in the rule book that you have to be injured to get comeback player? Yeah. Or is that just how they it's do it? Something. Well, it just means you had a really bad season last season, I guess. Well, you did have a bad a season. Lot of stats, stats, I guess. I'm taking Jameis. All right. No, you're not taking Jameis. Why not? You're taking someone else. Get I can't your think who was injured. Uh, AJ Green. No. Yeah, take AJ. I'm taking AJ Green. Wasn't Sanders injured? Bowie. Mm. Erickson QB's injured. Like Big Ben. Big Ben was injured. He was. Danny Dimes. Then he came back. Does uh, Kyler even count? No, Kyler can't. Kyler can't Kyler. count for that. Kyler had a great season. He did have great before. It's that. it's actually hard. It's crazy how hard this is. That I just can't think of another person that was injured. It's coming back. Eckler? Oh, Eckler? Eckler, you could do. All right. I, all right, I'll take Austin Eckler. I think Eckler's a good pick. Mike Williams was injured. Was he? I mean, I'll t- I'm taking Austin Eckler. I think it's a good pick. Mike Williams was injured. Was he? Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure. How injured do you have to be to get comeback back? Williams, Williams injured every day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what this did. If Jameis Winston wins, you all, you both owe me a dinner. That's that's what happens when you lose this one, right? Or you win this one? Oh, we're doing we're doing a, a, a nice dinner on this. It was a nice dinner on all these. Okay, then yeah, nice. Dinner. No, that's when you just do the Google shirt <laughs> search and you figure out if you can actually win just playing on a different team. That's some weird ass like loophole. That's okay. like that's like Ben Simmons winning Rookie of the Year his second year. He did win it though. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking stupid. All right, so we're we're finding out if this is a valid pick right now. Shell, what we got? Okay, it's it's it is typically so. The, here's the criteria: a player who is who shows perseverance overcoming adversity er, adversity from not being able to play the previous season, such as injury, or for playing well in comparison to the previous year's poor performance. Yeah, I think that rule is Jameis. Like no, he, no, he it doesn't say injured. Yeah, he, we didn't overcome adversity. Yeah. Well, the adversity of Drew Brees starting over him. Like, no, but the year before like that, Carson it was bad. Wentz. No, but he's overcoming like the adversity. Adver- just sucking cock and then fucking turning into a stud. Yeah, well, he did. Jameis did suck. 
That's the shit. If they suck the year before and then they're good, he didn't they play. count. He didn't play. Two years ago, he didn't. He sucked. Yeah, yeah it's not a comeback. Thirty for thirty two years ago. Well, maybe it is. <laughs> Alex Smith was. All right, I'm telling you. Alex Smith. I'm, I'm putting it. Alex this. Smith was like three I'm years. That was, that was like a participation <laughs> award. That's like, yeah, you fucking came back from that crazy injury. Here, here you go. Here's we're, we're, we're calling it on this one. Jameis is not eligible for comeback player of the year. It's not from two years ago. Let us know your comments. If you think he should be eligible, we might throw him in there. If okay. he wins, I'll definitely, definitely get a beer or two. On I think it was that. That was it. No, we, we, we wrapping up here. Yep, we are wrapping it up All right. here. As always, we are the what are we buzzing with the boys podcast. Yes, and the boys have been buzzing. And we've been buzzing. Bourbon beer, fantasy football. You can find us on Instagram at the Fantasy Joes. You can find me on Instagram at the Fantasy Football Experts on TikTok at the Fantasy Football Experts. Give us a comment. Give us some feedback. Uh, we love some reviews. If you have any questions, you can DM us, and we'll we'll show you on the next episode. Pooks, play us out.